welcome back to another episode of BD Radio. Uh, radio, jeez. Just a quick <laughs> BD Radio. Just a quick dis- disclaimer on this episode. If you can hear something in the background, it is William on a FaceTime. It yes. is ISO life and we can't control that because otherwise he'd be out here putting in his two bobs worth. So it's probably better this way. I was about to say, this is probably an episode you don't want. <laughs> you, you don't want his opinion. You don't want his opinion on. We are talking about cheat meals. It's been um, something that's come up a lot lately and um, we always, like, we tend to get most of our topics off the discussions that we've had with clients so we feel like it's pretty topical and we're going to basically pull it apart and hopefully give you guys some really good information that you can carry out into your own nutrition journeys. But before we get into that, um, this week has been our first week of our nutrition coaching um, we've worked hard over the last couple of months on getting a program that we think can really help clients who need our help. Um, and how have you found the first week, Danielle? Good. I love it. I've like really enjoyed it. I feel like it's, um, yeah, it brought me a lot of joy Like, because it's hard for us um, not doing what we normally do day in, day out because it's nearly been six months um, that we haven't been in the gym. So it's been... Yeah, so enjoyable just to feel like um, I'm really, I don't know, making a difference, I guess. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's pretty clear for us to see, you know, we've had contacts with the clients who are in the program through their initial consults and their questionnaires that we get everyone to fill out. And I think it's exciting to see um, how excited they are Yeah. already after yeah. an hour that, um, you know, they're going to get some clear direction and not overhaul their lifestyle but how to how to make their lifestyle work yeah it, you know and then see the results that they want off off that which is exciting so yeah that's been really good um obviously this is a nutrition episode so let's get stuck into cheat meals so we sort of wanted to attack this from a couple of angles so i think we'll start off by sort of talking about i guess how they became popular and like who what, they, yeah, like, what what is a cheat meal to people? Like, what do you think it is to the average person? So, like, yeah, so an everyday gym goer, what do you think a cheat meal is? Because uh, more often than not, what we see is, um, a, I don't know, cheat weekend, I guess. Is, that as well, but probably. I think um, we see like a cheat meal has been used as a tool in the fitness industry by bodybuilders professional athletes and then it's like it just doesn't really carry across to the average joe like us and give the same effect like it's not it's not what it's for um so so maybe we go into the method or the strategy that is used by coaches um for those type of athletes yeah so let's use the most common one so cheat meals was sort of made famous by like fitness models and um you're like competitors in that space in regards to, you know, like either they're doing a bodybuilding competition or a bikini competition, anything like that. And basically what it is, so those guys would do like a pretty hardcore, I guess, like calorie restricting yep. a diet throughout the week. Um, and the whole idea of a cheat meal would be so that they don't have metabolic adaptation. So what that means is that if I normally burn... 3,000 calories a day and I now eat 2,000 calories a day I'm in a massive calorie deficit, deficit yeah. 
So if I if I can like if I continue to eat two thousand calories for a year, like I will die. I will just lose weight and lose weight and lose weight until I die. To stop you from dying, your hang on, body. Hang on, let's take it back a step. So <laughs> this is a method used. However, one thing I think we should say is it is a short term strategy used by coaches. This isn't something that is a lifestyle. It's no. not something that's done for years and years and years. No, 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 no. So, um, so let's say that I'm in preparation yeah. for a contest. Yes. So it's the preparation before the actual competition. This isn't a lifestyle. This isn't what they do week in, week out. If it is, it's like, I mean, it's basically restrict binge. It's basically a form of like disordered, disordered eating, eating. Really, yeah. So anyway, of losing weight, losing weight. What metabolic adaptation is, is it's basically our metabolism slowly adjusting to what we're giving it. So if my, like over the course of six weeks, let's say, or you know what, they might be doing a 12 week preparation. My resting metabolic rate will not be 3000 the whole time. It'll slowly come down to what I'm giving my body like through the food at around 2000. So that's why, you know, and that's basically why people plateau in their weight loss is their resting metabolism catches up to what they're feeding their body. Yep. So the whole idea of a cheat meal, or you, you might hear competitors these days calling it a refeed is to kind of, I actually tr- like that term a lot better. Refeed is yeah. yeah like, if anyone says reef feed, it's probably a good idea that they sort of have a bit of a handle on what they're talking about. Mm. It's yeah, it's a bit more of like that coach's technical term. Mm. Um, the whole idea of a reef feed is after seven days, 14 days to give your body, let's say a day of 4,000 calories. So way over what you need, but to trick your metabolism into not lowering into thinking that it was just a short-term ploy and like I don't actually need to drop my resting rate so that I continue to lose weight at that 1,000 calorie deficit. Yeah. So Have I explained that okay? Yeah, you actually did quite well. That was really good. <laughs> don't so be so surprised. That, that is the <laughs> first reason, but the second reason is also for the athlete's mental health. Yeah, so psychological. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's very hard um, and anyone would know that if they've done any type of diet where they're restricting um, their calories and they are in a deficit and they are losing weight, um, it's, it's, while, very, it's very it hard. It, it is very hard mentally grueling, yeah. to accept that feeling of being hungry. So like and flat, un- unsatisfied and not, yeah, and not at your peak. I was about to say their energy levels, yeah. um, sleep. Yeah. Like so, so much is affected. So that refeed, Mood. um, allows them, Oh, have you ever met people that, um, mm. like athletes that go into competition moods are huge. Yeah. Like it's a real struggle quite often that they mention like their partners, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's very very hard. It's a very selfish sort of ploy to yeah. like you know what's gonna happen. You know you're not gonna be at your best for two three months. Like I mean that's just a conversation for another day. But everything needs to be on board, otherwise you're just gonna be miserable. Anyway, no real bodybuilders anyway, listen just, to this podcast. Yeah, I was about anyway. to say this is just the background. So yeah, we understand 
So to allow you to understand, sorry, where this comes from, this whole cheat meal idea. Yeah. Um, so we'll move forward to that and like make it more relevant <laughs> for you yeah. now. So as long as you understand, I guess that's the basis of it. And now we can sort of explain how it doesn't really relate to us. Yeah. So I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is a professional athlete at that level. Um, no. So that is irrelevant. <laughs> so we shouldn't be eating like that. No. It is not healthy. Um like we said, it's a short-term strategy used for those athletes. It is yeah. not a long-term lifestyle, which is what we deal with with our nutrition coaching. We're talking about sustainable lifestyles and living a healthy life. Yeah. Um, whereas these short-term strategies are purely for either performance or for appearance. Yep. Which, yeah, again, have their place, but everyone just needs to know like the context in which we're using these tools. Yeah. Otherwise we can get our wires crossed and think that it's something that we have to do. Yeah. So quite often like people see on Instagram, oh, you know, this athlete's rock, doing this. The exactly. rock does his giant so cheat meals. So then everyone's like, well, I'll do my giant cheat meal. It's yeah. Like, the rock eats 12 cookies and he's jacked. Yeah. You know, so, so that would be um, awesome. Generally what happens, we see like the average person trying to adopt these outrageous um, nutrition. Yeah. And I think in our industry, there's a little bit of a glorification as oh, of like, absolutely. Oh, I look fit. Look what I can eat. And yes. also maintain yeah. that. It's almost yeah. an advertisement. Oh, of drives me crazy. Their product. When, I mean, we know in the fitness industry that behind closed doors, like there's a whole lot of eating issues that you, like, it's just not, it's not a really good reflection of what we should be doing. Yeah, so what should you be doing? So what should the average person who just wants to be fit and healthy be doing um, in terms of, I'm doing <laughs> what the, the, the talking marks again, yes. um, for their cheat meal. So if you feel like, you know, at the end of the week, you've had a tough week, generally speaking, most people on a Friday night get takeaway. That, think, that's what we're going to talk about now. Yeah, so let's talk about the clients who we see. They tend to, like, one of the things that they can do is reward themselves with food, mm-hmm. which can be a little bit counterintuitive if we're, I mean, this this sort of conversation is mainly geared to people who are trying to lose weight because this is where cheat meals can get in the way of that. Um, so if you've eaten really well all week, you know, like you've, maintained a bit of a deficit you've stuck to the plan which you need to do to lose weight perfect like you can definitely blow it with one meal and like it's a lot easier than you think you know um we did a post about this on our socials the other um week with a more specific example of how it can happen but basically i just laid out in that post that if you have you know a deficit of 400, 500 calories a day, which is pretty sustainable and pretty normal throughout the industry, like as a recommendation that, that, you know, over the course of a week, that equals what, 24, 2,800 calories. Mm-hmm. A large pizza from Pizza Hut can be 2,000. Yeah. Bang. There's five days of a deficit gone. And then if you polish that off with a little bit of ice cream afterwards because it's a cheat night, all of a sudden you're not only in a deficit, but you could be in a surplus yeah, and you could be gaining weight. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't to scare you off junk food, but this is just like 
to we, understand. Yeah, to understand and to know and to be in control of the choice that you're making so that you're not surprised by the outcome. Because what we don't want is people being like, I don't know what went wrong. Like we're trying to empower people to be confident in their choices and to expect a result rather than just have a guess. Yeah. It's so a- Absolutely. That's always our goal to educate on both training and, and nutrition. We want you to know as much information as impossible so you can make informed decisions for the goals that you want to achieve. That's right. So, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure a few people are listening to this and being like, oh my God, that's me. Like I'd be really good and I can definitely put my hand up. I to like, I for years I'd be in this like geez I don't know why I'm getting anywhere and on a Friday night we'd have nachos and ice cream and be like yeah it's only one meal like what's the difference and it's like well I think calories can be really confusing so let's use this example like if you save 40 bucks a day and at the end of the week well it's heaven times four help me out please (laughs) (laughs) 28 so you've got 280 bucks at the end of the week and then you just go and hit the clubs and spend 280 bucks and then be like ah geez i'm not really saving money for that euro trip like that's basically the example not only that if you spend 350 bucks all of a sudden you're like not only am i not saving i'm now losing yeah so like that's sort of the i guess that's the example and most people have got a more of an understanding on the dollars than they do on the uh, calories. So that's like, that's the example I use all the time. Yeah, it is a good one. So with your cheat meals, like we're not saying that you have to cut them out altogether. What we do is we just adjust them. So let's say pizza. So I, you know, I use the a pizza hut example. We rarely get takeaway pizza. We, if we have it, it'll be for William's birthday. Um, cause we he had loves it actually it. a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was quite nice. Uh, yeah. When we did the post, made a lot. Yeah. Yes, that's right, and that was actually delicious. Yes. But we're also both not trying to lose weight at the moment, so if we were, we probably wouldn't have it. No, we definitely would. We would make homemade. Yeah. We would head around. To I was Coles. about to say they're all. No matter what you are feeling like in terms of food, so whether it be you know, pizza, noodles, um, fish give and me chips. another example. Yeah, fish and chips you can always make something at home nachos yeah you can always make something at home that the quality will be 10 times better that still gives you that psychological break exactly that most of us need by like just i've been really good i need to just have something i was about to say and that's generally what we do so generally on a friday generally a friday night it's just a way to unwind one person in our household chooses what we're having and generally it'll be our version of so it's something we make at home um so like burgers for example a burger from the shop could be how many cows in like yeah bad those disgusting burgers like you're looking bad but lots yeah like those loaded ones that are in vogue at the moment yeah yeah like let's compare it to it's not really I haven't done any calculations, but let's just say like if you got a loaded burger that's full of cheese, um, poor quality meat. Oils, yeah. Yeah, you, so you don't know what, Sources, what they're cooking mayos, with. Sauces, aiolis. Exactly. A brioche bun, it's got sugar in it, nice and soft. Let's huge. say 1,200. Yeah, let's say 1,200 calories. All right, compared to going to the bakery, buying a nice fresh roll, love it. Love a fresh roll, don't we? You do, for sure. <laughs> and then going to a butcher, getting a quality. And I'm talking, you can get you can go to a free-range butcher and buy like a $5 patty. 
yeah, the pure burgers from Canning's are next level, but also just a slightly, well, not slightly, they're expensive, but a cheaper option would definitely be Cleavers at yeah. Coles. Yep. Safeways and got even, um, like Peppercorn. Yeah, we, even we if like you've got them. the most premium burger from the free range butcher, it would still be less than what you'd pay at a takeaway store. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so let's say you get what a burger and chips could be like 20, 25 yeah, bucks almost. Easy. easy. And of course, a drink. You know, we get a Pepsi Max. So, so add on another a couple. And like people won't bat an eye at paying that. But if you pay four bucks for, for a patty, a burger, it's yeah. like, oh my God. Oh my God. goodness, it's so expensive. Yeah. Which is a normal reaction. Like when I yeah. read that price, I was like, Jesus, who'd pay for that? And now I do. But, <laughs> but um, basically, all it is is you still get that release of like oh you know you feel like you're having a break yeah but you're also eating something delicious it's not going to completely derail your progress yeah exactly you can choose your cheese you can choose to have sauces or not um but if we made a burger at home there is no way we'd be consuming 1200 calories no unless we had two yeah which we have done in the past but um, (laughs) make no mistake (laughs) but um yeah it's it's one of those things where you also need to understand that when you're in a period where you're trying to lose weight, like your your body is wanting to gain that weight back. So as soon as you give it any excuse, and when I say excuse, I mean like calories at the level where it's more than you need, your body will like just soak it up. Yep. Thank you. That's why we get a lot of that. Like, yeah, I think it's called the um, rebound effect. It's pretty much like you you need to be really careful in like when you come out of a dieting phase that you don't go back to what you were doing or you don't completely relax. It's that exactly. you slowly build it up. And that's, I mean, you know, the extreme example of that would be like, what's the TV show with um, Michelle Bridges that, that she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like they get you know, like, oh, that'd be awesome. People could call you this and that. And then they leave the house and they go back to what they were doing. I mean, obviously that's an extreme example, but they gain the weight back really quickly. So like to break it, to break it all the way down in a a week or a month, let's say you have a month, like you can eat like that. That's why people like, I ate a pizza and I gained three kgs. Yeah, and that's not just fat straight away. Obviously, that's say. water, that's carbs, but that can give you a bit of an indication like you do need to kind of hold and then slowly build it up rather yeah. than just, whew, I've lost weight, I can eat again. Yeah, that's um, yeah, where a lot of people yeah, go wrong. We also understand that we're referencing calories a lot <clears throat> in this episode and we, like, we haven't told anyone to count them ever really um but it's like the the reason why we're using that is just to give you guys i guess something like a measurable way of like the cost of eating something it's just easier to understand that way and it sort of takes the guesswork out of it so yeah we don't really want you to be reading the labels of everything and adding everything up but it's sort of it's a good idea to have a bit of a handle on what it actually is that you're eating so maybe just you know be wary of that i guess yeah without you know scanning every barcode and tracking everything it's not required but it is a good education tool for a lot of people for sure yeah definitely so now we're through that if you feel like you are someone who's like yeah this is me 
like I do really well during the week and I'm probably like if we're being really honest I'm being a little bit overly restrictive during the week so that I'm just like I'm hanging out for that release on a Friday night what would be your advice to them to sort of like break the chain I guess just to sort of get out of that cycle of binge restrict binge restrict I think it's really important that people understand what type of person they are so for example you know if you are the type of person that can't have a little bit Mm. so if you're looking which is what 90 percent of people yeah if you're someone that (coughs) you're the only person i know who's like that oh really yeah um if you're someone that wants quantity then go for a better quality so generally speaking when you're having better quality food like you'll realize you're full and you'll have less of it yes do you agree with that yeah quick example on that would be like swapping milk chocolate to dark chocolate yeah it's pretty easy to smash, you know, and everyone listening to this, nod your head right now, no matter where you are, if you've smashed a whole block of Top Deck or caramel or, you know, like my mouth is watering, but, you know, like all that stuff is just really easy, but it's pretty hard to smash a block of lint 95%. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to go all the way to 95%, but that's a pretty harsh, like, ratio. Yeah, so if you're someone that I said... Um, wants that high quantity, look at the quality of the food you're eating. So don't restrict yourself in terms of quantity. So I can have as much as I want of this. And you will find, yeah, you will find. (laughs) I eat so much watermelon. (laughs) You will find that you eat less and you will be satisfied with less. Whereas if you're the type of person that knows you can just have a little bit and you really feel like, pizza hut and you can order a small pizza and be satisfied so basically if you're a weirdo (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you know you want you want to be able to enjoy it so what's important to you the actual type of food so like if you're thinking about a meal from a particular restaurant or the quantity so what is it you're looking for like what type of person are you and then base your decision off that i also think like you know that's all great advice. I don't know if you guys can just hear William laughing in the bedroom. But um, something that's really powerful for people as well is so often people feel like they don't have a whole lot of control over their actions around food. So one thing that can be really, I think, beneficial, and I had this conversation with a nutrition client this week, is that ice, like isolation has forced her to kind of change a few things that were just staples in her life so but unless forced you know in in this case like they probably wouldn't have changed so if you feel you know like i've had a you know like let's say oh, i've had a takeaway every weekend for as long as i can remember this coming weekend don't because i guarantee like at the end if you feel like you need it I guarantee if you like, you'll take the power like away and you'll just empower yourself and you'll be like, I don't actually need it. And that was big for me personally was like, I used to think that like, oh no, I like, I need the psychological like break or, you know, like I need to relax. I need to, you know, like, and I know now that like, God, like I was just like, that's complete rubbish. But at the time, like, you know, 
what you think like that's reality to you so like if you can break that chain if you can you know like just pretty much break the wheel and then reinvent it in the way that it's going to work for you like that's going to be massive absolutely massive you know so so like now like two years ago you would have not had to bend my arm at all to have pizza nachos now you'd ask me and i'd be like oh yeah okay you know like it's just like i'm not looking forward to it or you know like a little bit it depends but it's like it's not something i'm hanging out for like i used to have ice cream every weekend the ice cream was huge for you yeah when was the last time i had ice cream maybe yeah. my birthday they're having ice cream tonight for father's yeah. day guys <laughs> I, know. I know this is probably not a not a great example william and i are about to head around to coles and basically make our own homemade cold rock but it's like you know that's a once-off that used to be yeah. a weekend occurrence yeah and like a tub of ben and jerry's every weekend and like without doubt like i when you know and i would sort of have this like mental thing that like during the week like machine and then you know on the on the weekend i was pardon me i was without doubt just undoing a whole bunch of progress so yeah if anyone you know like if anyone's potentially thinking like oh yeah it's easy for you guys you know like your trainers this and that like no i've definitely been there yeah we definitely all have our struggles yeah and i've um come out the other side now but i know how hard it is to change your habits like that like it's really hard Mm. especially you know so and i mean we can talk about another you know a couple of tactics maybe but i'm massive on not restricting but displacing so rather than the ice cream i have something else that i really enjoy watermelon that um you know like that i don't feel like i'm missing out and I'm not just like watching the clock being like, can I go to bed? Because I feel like I need something. Yeah. So like that is a great example. I, I love to eat something after dinner. So we eat reasonably early with the kids. Yeah. And like then, nursing home early. <laughs> like 5, 5.30, which is common for a lot of um, young families. I look forward to it now. <laughs> and then after Mia goes to bed at 7, we generally have something to eat. So Ben with will have his William. watermelon. Yeah. Um, yeah, with William as well. And... Generally speaking, William and I will have fruit as well, but we probably yeah. have different fruits too. Yeah. We're a little and bit more adventurous than I mean, like, what's, yeah, what's a treating our house? William's like, not a got 70% lint because all we had was like 95%. He's eating his like, this is disgusting. I know. He was so, he was so happy with the 70% dark chocolate. And, uh, yeah. And that satisfies him. That satisfies us. Which also you know? leads us to another point. If we had, dairy milk in the cupboard probably eat it you know like it's and we talk about optimizing your environment to the point where we probably sound like broken records but it is just so like it's so important that was going to be my next point too environment plays such a huge role and i think that did for you as well because obviously you moved out of home and into um a home with me and William mm. and like I'm not someone I don't keep I don't keep any junk food well you didn't keep anything well Ben, <laughs> ben was mortified when he looked into my in my cupboard when we first met it was August oh, no <laughs> was it August it was August or October definitely she had William's Easter eggs in there from April All right, ben. I was I was shocked and appalled there was that there was a bag of spinach and there was a couple of sticks of salami no, because all 
because I keep everything in the freezer. So like, I, was like, I didn't. What the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so like, the spinach was for my smoothies, guys. <laughs> um, and at that time, um, William would eat his meals at my parents. Yeah. Yeah, so I was feeding I was feeding my child, guys. <laughs> you very clearly didn't eat anything. It's like, and where's the food? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we didn't really eat at home very often um, just because of my shifts and that kind of thing. Mm. But what was available at home was never yet yeah, a bad option. There like, might have been a block of panna. <laughs> I didn't keep, like, I, we never have, like, potato chips or um, cookies or anything like that unless it's something I've made for the kids. So, for example, at the moment we've got muffins. Which um yeah which we made the other they're day they're awesome as well um if anyone wants the recipe to those just message us because we've posted it a couple of times and we'll just flick it through to you um yeah as well as the you know like obviously to replace ice cream hang on with hang on watermelon oh. listen yes we're on environment oh so yeah no your environment I'm the talking about choosing the better option now okay. So we're still talking about your environment. Okay, so, sorry. So you've moved in with William and I, and mm. then also we've opened a gym. So your only influence is a pretty good one. Like at home, we don't have anything. Mm. And at work, we don't have anything or many people that influence our decisions. I did bring you over to the dark side for a while, though. You were enjoying your ice cream, admit it. I was enjoying my ice cream. However, I did not... Not the burgers, though. They kept putting onions on you. so filthy. (laughs) I did not eat as much ice cream. Um, All the same, like... You ate a whole tub once and you were mortified. Once and I nearly died. Um, And we don't, like, I'd never... When we say a whole tub, we obviously mean a pint, not like a two-litre Peters, you know, Neapolitan, leaving the strawberry alone. So we're, we're obviously in a very unique situation in terms of our environment. Whereas most people, like, work is huge. Especially people that work in offices. Work, and partner, hospitals, you know, like, any any place where people bring a plate. Oh. You know, like, we have a lot of... And you of, spend um, a lot of time. Like, everyone spends a lot of time at work, generally speaking. Someone's birthday income, the cupcakes. People spend more time at work than they do at home. 100%. So... Um, yeah, being able to control those environments as much as you can um, or being able to navigate your way through. So one thing I really learned when I worked in a corporate environment was when you go to morning tea, have something in your hands, okay? Because when I didn't, everyone would be like, why aren't you eating? Oh, have Danielle. some cake, have a biscuit. Here's healthy Danielle making <laughs> us all feel bad. However, if I went with the snack that I'd already bought. So if I was eating an apple at the time and she I'm, took her bag of spinach <laughs> and I'm having my cup of tea and I'm chatting and no one would comment. Yeah. So being able, like I was still in control of that. I could still could like you, people think I have no control. I, cu- I couldn't, someone offered it to me. It's yeah. like, well, you can actually say no. We are going to do an episode on social situations and how to navigate that. Cause we've got some stories on like, people just being bewildered at our eating habits and possibly projecting their own insecurities about theirs onto us. But yeah, another story for another day. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. We'll just upset too many people. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the last point I wanted to touch on because we're heading over half an hour, which is where we usually stop, is just if you like, you know, some people say, oh my, like I love potato chips. Like there is 
so many options out there now like the last couple of years the health industry has just exploded like there are chips cooked in olive oil and you know like just potato and olive oil and salt and that's it like you can get so many variations of stuff that you enjoy sorry if you do like potato chips they're called boulder the brand yeah boulder canyon i think yeah the avocado cut oh um (laughs) Like that, there's different variations of ice cream now. You know, there's like what a popular one would be Halo Top, which tastes disgusting. They will never sponsor this podcast ever. Speaking of which, if anyone does want to sponsor this podcast, we are open to it. Um, But yeah, like, you know, there's what almond milk alternatives, coconut milk alternatives, dairy free. There's like, there's stuff everywhere. You basically just have to ask or sort of put in the time to look yeah yeah like there's so much out there now there's like when you know what you need to know like there's real there's no excuse it's just yeah. your choice yeah i was about to say and really... as soon as it's your choice then you have the power to make a good choice yeah or a bad choice but it's completely up to you and you can own your choice either way yeah i shouldn't say a bad choice i mean like a, a worse choice a less yeah. optimal less choice optimal. yeah Obviously, that flies in the face of our post the other day about like healthy and not healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like we do strongly believe that foods shouldn't be uh, categorized as healthy and not healthy and just on a sliding scale of better and less good. Yeah. Worse, less good. My my English is just appalling. Time for us to wrap this up, guys. Yeah. Anyway, so that's cheat meals. If you have any questions about, you know, your own individual situation or what what you may be doing and just probably want to get some clarification on is this good is this bad then just message us guys we um i don't know he just said good and bad again sorry Did guys I? oh is this is this optimal or is this less optimal um then yeah shoot us a message we um we always have time to help you guys with any nutrition questions that you guys have um that's all from us today so we hope you guys have a nice weekend enjoy the weather and a happy father's day to all the dads out there our day today no tomorrow our day gents oh events claiming (laughs) the weekend i'm milking it already (laughs) all right guys have a good day bye